Are you crazy? The fall will probably kill you. It was in the fall 1973 Boulevard Watch catalog. She came back in the fall for high school. All of her hair was cut off and she was totally weird. Oh, baby's starting Mount Holyoke in the fall. Oh, great. And what is up, podcast people, soundtrack geniuses around the world? You are listening to the Soundcast, the official podcast of TrackSound.com. I'm your host. Christopher Coleman, and on the Soundcast, we talk all things film music, TV music, video game music, and so on and so forth. And if that's the kind of music you're into, then you're listening to the right podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is episode 66, which is our fall slash winter preview. On the show with us again today, you're going to notice that it's Edmund Minerch again, Richard Buxton again. Kristen Romanelli again, and Eric Woods again, because we actually recorded this all together with our last episode, episode 65, our summer review, and it was so good and so long that I had to split it into two episodes. I hope you don't mind. But in this episode, we're going to look at what's coming for the rest of this year, at least the big, the big boys on the block, movies like Romeo and Juliet, uh, scored by Abel Korzanowski, Gravity by Stephen Price, Ender's Game by Steve Jablonski, Thor, The Dark World by Brian Tyler, Frozen by Christoph Beck, and so on and so forth. We're going to be talking about those films and film scores especially that we are definitely anticipating to finish out the year of 2013. Thanks for joining us once again, and we're going to cut right back into uh, the middle of that discussion in one second. But before we do, we'd like to give you a way to contact us. Let us know what you're thinking about the show, what you like, what you don't like. And you can do so at soundcast at tracksounds.com. That's our email address. You can leave us a voicemail on our SpeakPipe widget on our site. You can follow us at tracksounds on Twitter and on Facebook. Forgot to mention recently, we're also on Google+. So just search for Track Sounds, the community Track Sounds, and uh, you can follow us there as well. And you can listen to and subscribe to the Soundcast on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn Radio as well. We have our own RSS feed. How many S's did I just say there? We have our own RSS feed if you like to go old school subscribe style. Um, we do love hearing from you. Uh, we've gotten some really positive feedbacks. Feedbacks? Yeah, plural. We've gotten some real positive feedback on our last episode, episode 65, and even our James Horner Happy Birthday show. So we appreciate all of you who are reaching out to us and letting us know that you're liking the show. Without further ado, we're going to dive into our winter preview for 2013.
so let's now move in into the rest of the year quickly and talk about uh, our expectations on the fall and a little bit of the winter, essentially the rest of 2013. I've got a list here of films and uh, film scores that uh, I'm going to throw out there and get your guys' reaction to, and then we'll talk about any uh, titles that uh, we've missed. Uh, so, you guys, can you transition now, get out of your summer mindset, move into the seriousness that is fall and winter and award season? You guys ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. In no particular order, the biggies that... I've just jotted down. Start. I'm going to start with Romeo and Juliet by Abel Korzanowski. Of course, was originally James Horner. Something happened. It's not James Horner anymore. It's now Mr. Korzanowski. I'm very much looking forward to it. I still want to hear what James Horner has done. If it was actually recorded, I still want to hear it. But I do. If they're going to replace anyone uh, on a Horner score, which on a romantic film, I think Abel Korzanowski is a pretty doggone good choice. What do you guys think? Yeah, really a good choice. Any other? Very good. I'm choice. looking forward to it. Yeah, this is yeah probably my most anticipated score because it's Korzanowski. Well, next yeah, next to the one that we'll mention later, okay. but it's yeah. Like it's I mean, when you if you're going to reject a score, this is this is this is incredible news. What they should have done um, is brought Gabriel Yared on. Just for some <laughs> symmetry. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, they should have. <laughs> they were too busy firing from mortal instruments. Oh, was he on that? That's too bad. Too. Yes, he yeah, was. he was. I did not know yeah. that. And that's the direct. And that's the director of the Karate Kid, where he yeah. fired Orvarson to get Horner. <laughs> the story. The story behind that is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, hey, I've heard your music. You want to come work for me? Well, wait, you fired me two years ago. <laughs> Oh gosh! Did I really? And then he turns out a career best score. <laughs> yeah. That's nutty. Oh. Um, Christian. Now, are we oh. the only people in the universe that are actually looking forward to Romeo and Juliet? Like, I mean, as the movie, because I heard it's not going to do very well. I haven't heard any buzz, positive or negative, about it. To be has honest. it and uh, hasn't it been completed already? I like, so. didn't it? It's been like a year. So his and I think his score has been recorded. The, then James Horner. Looks, uh, James, from, uh, I've read. Horner's has. Yeah, and it's people have been talking about what the style it's in and and this and what that. But uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, if you do want to listen to Romeo and Juliet, you already have it in your collection. Okay, <laughs> but sometimes he puts a little twist, and sometimes True. that's all you need. True, but the the you no know, the announcement of Korzanowski is is I cannot wait. I can't wait. This guy's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard, any thoughts? Um. I'm more interested in hearing James Horner's, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. uh, he, did he write Korzanowski? Did he write W.E.? Yes. I can't yes. remember. Yes. Okay, right. Yeah, I never really felt anything for that. Wow. So, dude, oh. check your pulse. Simple dude. man. Check your pulse. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, just not your thing, didn't huh? do anything for me. Okay. Really. Hmm. We'll see. I, I'll listen to it, obviously. Okay. All right. Um, Kristen? I'm interested, but I'm not super excited. Wow, he's a string man. I I, yeah. I know, yes, I know, but true. it's I don't know. I I haven't been paying attention to this production, so maybe that's why. Hmm. Um, but interesting. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I mean, I see Romeo Juliet Korzanowski, and I'm like, whoa, this could be perfect combination, incredible. You know what I mean? 
Um, it's the only one that I th- see as a possible possible threat to The Great Gatsby in terms of big, lush, romantic scores. That's the only one mm-hmm. I see on the horizon. I could be surprised by something, but that's the only one I see that could threaten it. Um, or, it it or, may be Shakespeare bias for me, and Juliet's not exactly my favorite play. Oh, I see. Now this is a this yeah. is another twist, though, right? Isn't it? It a always is. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you know what? This could actually turn out to be one of the big, biggest disappointments of the year, though. You you get rid of James Horner, who's the ultimate romantic. Yeah, and you're bringing in Korzanowski, who is <laughs> romance is his thing. Right. Right. So, what do they want him to do differently? Ah, good point. Good. Unless this is like Troy, where, you know, Gabriel Yared wrote a giant symphonic score. They bring Horner in and he wrote a giant symphonic score. So, I mean, what do they want Korzanowski to do differently than yeah, what James very good did point. previously? Very good point. Not rip-off sneakers. Not rip-off <laughs> yeah, it's sneakers. True. Now, it's true. had Joss Whedon done Romeo and Juliet, huh, Kristen? Huh? Huh? You know, that doesn't really seem like the type of thing Joss Whedon would do. He's more of, you know what I would kill for? Joss Whedon's 12th night. Okay. I would give my left arm for that. <laughs> okay. All right. There's just no way to make you want to see this more. Okay. I got it. If I couldn't tag Joss yeah, Whedon's I... name onto it and that not do it for you, then I'm out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, let's go on to the next film, which is getting incredible uh, buzz, uh, which I refuse to watch any more trailers for or read anything more about. Uh, and that is Gravity, um, and the score by Stephen Price. Um, I'm not looking forward to that part at all. <laughs> Unfortunately, what I've heard, I'm like, yeah, I hope it's a great movie in spite of. But what do you guys Who think? Who is Stephen Price? He did Attack <laughs> on the Block, which also oh. got a lot of, ooh, this is amazing music. And I was like, what? Are oh. you kidding me? Really? Because um, did the world end? Oh, that's right. The world end, yeah, and then right. Gravity. I heard these two announcements. Those like, wow, both those movies are getting really good, are getting, or are probably going to get good, good reviews slash buzz. Mm-hmm. Who is this guy? Yeah, um, I've told you everything I know. Yeah, I like what he did with World Scent, um, but from what I heard on Gravity, the the released preview of it yeah. wasn't really wild. I think I would have to see it in context, yes. but. Yeah, this just seems like a film that shouldn't have any music, a score whatsoever. Hmm. In space, no, no one can hear no. you play anything. Right. <laughs> well, well, here, that, you know, that's a good point because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I saw a clip of this, and during one of the sequences where Sandra Bullock is floating around in space, but don't spoil it, anything. Well, no, no, but I mean, when Sandra when when there's when there well when there's a shot from you know not not so much inside their helmets or whatever, but like you know you're, you're seeing a shot from space as if the cameras yeah. floating around in space and shooting it. There are no sound effects. Is that right? Yeah, I think like they the actually, actually going for silence. Yeah, like, for actual realism. Like you exactly. wouldn't hear anything out in space. Yeah. So I think so that's not a Star Trek thing uh, where it's right. just really <laughs> right. muffled. Yeah, so well not even that. When things explode out in space, you're not going to hear anything. Right. And so I think the silence is going to work, but if there's a score underlining all that, I think it just kind of goes against score what Score in quotes. I'll have to say Oh, I guess. I mean, maybe at the oh. beginning or at the end or something. But I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't think that the film, I mean, from what I've seen from the trailers and the clips that I've seen, should have any type of score whatsoever. Well, there was an article out that talked about that, that made it very plain that look, it's a score, but it's also sound design. I mean, essentially. Okay. And so I'm like, okay. And what from what I've heard of it, I'm like, okay, that's pretty much what I'm listening to here. All right. So I've I heard some people just, comparing it to Solaris. Oh, oh. 
Yeah. See, I liked Solaris. Oh, oh, gosh. Yeah, that was that was highly disappointing. I, I mean, I'm thinking it's going to be a great movie. I think this sound scorey, uh, mixy thing is going to be is going to work brilliantly. That's my hope. But in terms of the score on its own, I have no desire to listen to that. Me neither, really, if that's what it's going to be like. So is this going to be the score that everybody praises because it is sound yes. design? And, and it will be yeah, this is going to be something that we're going to hear. Right. Great and blah, blah, right. Blah. Yes. So this gear up. Get, get, geared, get geared up this now. This is the social network of 2013. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. I must gear myself up for that. Wow, you guys. What? What do you got? Oh, nothing. You're, you're liking it? You're into it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, wow, you're being really dramatic about this. <laughs> well, We're film music nerds. It's what we do best. <laughs> if we don't get dramatic about it, who will? Right. No one. <laughs> no one. Okay. Speaking of dramatic, um, 47 Ronin. Now, it, uh, I had a little conversation with Richard on this one. Originally, it was... Um, Atticus Ross, no longer. I was actually okay with that. And then mm -hmm. I read that Javier Navarrete is on it. And somewhere, Richard, you saw... Yeah, IMDb. So. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if it's up to date. But. I've never seen, other than what you showed me there with uh, Elon Ash Carey uh, on IMDb, I haven't seen his name attached other, elsewhere, but I've seen a few articles. And they are all probably citing the same source um, for Javier oh. Navarrete. If it's Elon Ash Carey, I'm actually somewhat interested. If it's yeah, Javier... looking on IMDb and Wikipedia, both says it's him. Okay. Huh. Right now, so. Well, I'm I'm interested. I do remember it was Javier at one point. Uh, okay. Yeah. But... I'm interested if it's Elon Ash Carey uh, of listening to it. <laughs> the trailer. Carey looks... is so strangely hit and miss, though. It's true. It's true. I mean, what if this is like a Coriolanus type thing? It's true. Yes, it could be that. Um, Javier Navarrete has just never done really anything other than there was that one, what was that film? Where it was kind of the East meets West mishmash um, a couple years ago. Oh, gosh. Uh, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Um, it was like a, it wasn't a samurai. I think it was, might have been, might have been a samurai. Uh, from the East anyway, and somehow he comes to the old West and he goes to the small Western town and fights all the baddies no one knows that one it has a great um, opening scene like the opening scene in i think it's china i think he's i think he's I think. ninja assassin no no it wasn't that, that was a scary oh no 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 this was a, i'm talking about a javier Navarrete score oh. um anyway that was like the only score of his that that was like oh Inkheart? no not Inkheart. in pan's labyrinth no i didn't there's like pan's labyrinth. labyrinth there's the hole which is really good the whole never even heard of it um no joe dante oh that goes back a little bit uh it's 2009 oh not that far then the warrior's way that's it warrior's way um that was the only one that i could like was i could embrace at all um so what do you guys think of uh 47 Ronin? it looks like a horrible film um but in terms of the score do you have any anticipation there i've got nothing <laughs> I'm uh, okay. curious about it. I have no expectations, though. Yeah, on Christmas Day, no less. I'm like, really? You're going to kill Christmas with a release like this? I don't get it. It's just, 
I mean, has anyone ever seen the original? I mean, it's been done several times in in Japan anyway, but um, the Forty Seven Ronin from like the '60s, I think it was. It's not called that. I forget what it's called, but it is that story. Um, to see them do this to it, it's just like, yeah, it's like taking the, the Magnificent Seven and making it a sci-fi fan. Well, I guess they kind of did that <laughs> with, um, what was that film? <laughs> Aliens versus Cowboys. Uh, yeah. And we saw the oh. result of that. Uh, and Keanu Reeves is in this movie. Yeah. I mean, he can't, oh, no. he can't be in anything other than where he plays, you know, a melancholy um, sort of Asian, part Asian guy. Uh, <laughs> or if he's on a bus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks absolutely dreadful. Um, dreadful. Uh, so, all right. No thoughts on that. We'll move right along. Um, uh, the Hobbit is coming back. Desolation of Smog, Howard Shore, we all know that. I haven't heard a lick of anything about it other than they were recording it in New Zealand this time instead of... Mm. Um, I heard some comments from Peter Jackson, where, which were very glowing. He was just talking about, like, he just mentioned all sorts of great things. He said that he's like, he's just been coming up with new theme after new theme after new theme. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, maybe if that's a reaction to some of the criticisms... Uh, um, I yeah, and I, I, there's definitely some questions that I think are still to be answered, and I'm I'm hoping that this will answer at least some of them. Like Prometheus. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Questions will be your score. Questions will be answered. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what they can do in any of the successive movies that will make some of the choices made in the first movie make sense. I just don't know how they're going to do that. Um, but if they well, if they, they won't make sense, but at least I will understand why they did them. They're just gonna use. Well, that would then have them make sense. I mean, unless they're just gonna randomly use other themes in other places. Like, see, <laughs> this is why, because we're just gonna do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts about? I'm still looking that? forward to it more than anything else. I am. <laughs> I feel obliged to, but if on its own, I'm just kind of like, I hope it's great. But, you know, I don't know why there's no sizzle there this time for me. Well, there still is for me. I have no doubt that it will be great. I just hope that it isn't, that it doesn't have those sort of nagging doubts that came along with the first one. Yeah, I guess that's what's hanging over my head. You know what I think is interesting about uh, the score itself is that, and I'm not sure whether he worked on the first one, but uh, Conrad Pope's uh, mm-hmm. an orchestrator for Howard Shore on this one. Mm-hmm. I saw his Instagram of that, or somebody Instagrammed it. Uh, yeah, that should prove interesting. I don't know if he did the first one either. I don't know. Hmm. But he said that he was spending his summer uh, absorbing as much as he could of Howard Shore's uh, Lord of the Rings music. So, oh, good. Uh, um, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Wow, why Conrad Pope? Mm-hmm. Very much on different, you know, sides. It's of, true of film music. It's true. So, hmm. yeah. All right. Any other thoughts? I'm, I'm obviously be, we'll be revisiting this come the end of the year. But just uh, in terms of expectations, anyone else? I'm exhausted by the series already. Um, by The Hobbit or just by that world? By that world. And I, I say that as a huge fan of the books. Um, I loved the first trilogy that they did of this. I love The Hobbit itself as a book. I 
don't know why they're doing three movies of this tiny, tiny book. Yeah, um, well, we know, we do know. Yeah. <laughs> In the end, unfortunately. It's exhausting to me. And I love Peter Jackson. I've been a fan of Peter Jackson since the early 90s. Mm. Like, since I was a kid, inappropriately renting, you know, <laughs> brain dead. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So even the music, you're just like, meh, tired of it. You know, honestly. Yeah, be honest. I was, honestly, I was tired of it in Lord of the Rings. Oh, my gosh. I know, I, I know that's sacrilege to say, but well, I'm curious as to I why. Just, I just, I find it unbelievable as a Howard Shore score. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. What does that mean? It's if not like over, anything he had done until that point. That's for yeah. Sure. If if you looked over the sure. course of his career until that point, it's just so strange. And in the first, you know, at first in the first few films, it was fine. By Return of the King, I was like, okay. I'm kind of done with this. Um, wow. And by The Hobbit, I don't know. Hmm. It's the, you're the first person I've ever heard say that. So it's, I know, it, I, which is I cool. Know. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's a very unpopular opinion. I'm aware of that. No, it's, hey. it's just how I feel about the whole thing. Sure. I, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's refreshing to hear that in a way. Um, that it, it actually was just like okay yeah enough of that whereas you know from my side it's like you could stop making movies just keep making music like this please yeah and, uh, I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be quite happy to go on listening at this stage i'm looking forward to the music more than the movie yeah that's saying something considering this i mean the movies are if he keeps going in the mold that he had with um with the first one where he just keeps packing in stuff that wasn't in the book, which he's going to have to to fill the oh running gosh. time. <laughs> There's going to be more non-book stuff than book stuff by the end of yeah. this. <laughs> it's like, as read in Appendix F of Return of the King, um, the movies are essentially going to become guilty pleasures for me. Yeah. But the scores will continue to be what I look forward to most this year and next year. Okay. I mean, the, I think, yeah. Okay. Richard, any thoughts? Uh, well, I still haven't seen the first one. Oh, so <laughs> that's right. I really, I really don't care wow. about the Hobbit, to be honest. Wow, so non-English of you. Really? <laughs> is it, is that a very popular opinion there in England? I, I don't think so. I think it's pretty popular here as well. Yeah, that's that's my point. So it's a very non-English stance to take by oh, you. Okay, you just mean yeah? I I guess so. I guess it's a non-human. <laughs> yeah in that case <laughs> so many it rebels just... on this podcast Kristen's <laughs> tired of it Richard won't even watch it wow that's good that's good stuff alright um, more to come on that obviously later 12 Years a Slave by Hans Zimmer anyone looking forward to that well, what are your thoughts morbidly on morbidly I've heard good things oh, about I, the I film heard... I heard recently that it had been temp-tracked with Inception, so... <laughs> yes, I've heard that too. That's weird. Really? I've heard it's a mix of Inception Rip. and, oh, something else. The first... Probably it, the Thin Red Line. Yes, Thin Red Line, and then someone... Yeah, I tweeted it out. Someone reviewed it. Um, uh, uh, Christopher Tarpley reviewed it, and he, he he had some things to say about the score. And when I read it, I was like, oh, dear God in heaven. Um, that's all I could say. So, given oh that description, I'm not real excited to hear it, but I am excited to see the movie. 
I really hope Hans Zimmer pulls a like Bruce Broughton on Tombstone, where yeah, right. Brought, well, no, 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 where Broughton saw the first cut of Tombstone, which was Tempt. Oh yeah, with I just listened to Silverado. Your thing yeah, right, with Silverado, and he said, "I love the music, it's but it's wrong for film. this film." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping Zimmer goes into this one and goes, "What were you guys thinking?" Yeah, with I the think Temp it's track, done because it's I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the the. Uh, you know the the plot and i'm like are you serious yeah i don't know how you make that happen <laughs> just seems totally wrong unless it's a dream it's all a dream and the guy <laughs> never actually became a slave <laughs> that's the only way i can see that working <laughs> but this is this seems to be it has oscar written all over it so yeah uh, it does yeah yeah Kristen. excited for the movie not the score yeah uh no. <laughs> okay. Um, and so the Horn of Doom oozes its way into the reward season. You can't escape it ever. Uh, <laughs> if that's in there, I'm going to laugh out loud and cry at the same time in the theater. <laughs> there's, just yep. no, there's just no way that that should happen. Um, yep. <laughs> all right. Um, Ender's Game. Steve Blonsky. <laughs> uh, replacing Horner, of course. He's like the the replacement du jour. <laughs> it's like, let's go after his score. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Jablonski oh. is not untalented. No, he can no. be awesome. Unless it sounds I, like um, Steam Boy, which but it's they're not. They're not hiring him for that. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. They heard Transformers. That's all they needed. I, Transformers would be the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is called Battleship. <laughs> oh, right. You're but, right. But to bring your point back up, Eric, like, what did they want? You know, what that Horner didn't provide them. I would be yeah, much. Did, did. I'd be much more interested in even a revamp of Hornerisms from top to bottom. Much more interested in that than than. Yeah, Horner doing sci-fi space epic. Uh, that's where I'm really interested to yeah. hear him go go back there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, whether he wrote something, whether maybe he didn't want to do it, I, I don't know. But this is this is just totally the opposite of what Romeo and Juliet is. Like Steve Jablonski, wow! <laughs> and it's, but especially for like, I mean, I don't, I don't know whether the film's going to do uh, well, but I, I know there's a loyal following yeah, there is. to the to the book, yep. and it's, I don't know what they, I don't know. Doesn't look great I don't to know. me. Doesn't look no. great to me. No, and it doesn't. Uh, and Harrison Ford, and I, I'm a huge Harrison Ford too, fan, but he's got to, he's got to stop. I don't want to see crotchety Harrison Ford yeah, anymore. I think after Expendables three, he's got to, he's got to be done. I just I can't watch him anymore. Come on, crotchety Han Solo, man! Oh, <laughs> old crotchety. They put him in the oh, oh, no. man. with a big oh. Wookie rug in the middle of his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca died. He had him stuffed. You can see him talking to it, Chewie. It's not like the old days. <laughs> he's got Chewie's head mounted on the mantelpiece. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Or he's stuffed. He well, old buddy, it's morning. not like the old days. <laughs> Actually, I would love to see that. Bad feeling about this. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, nice, nice. Oh man. Okay. Only, only, uh, only 
it'll never happen but that would be so great (laughs) (laughs) um what were we talking about oh yeah ender's game and and steve jablonski (laughs) yeah um i spoke to the orchestrator earlier this month oh and Mm -hmm. she um pinka kuniva um and she said she described it as epic melodic action Hmm. Um, yeah, but that doesn't mean much. And she called it emotional, like, but I'm not sure what that means. Hmm. It's um, like a Varese Sarah band description of all their epic emotional yeah. albums. Now, doesn't she normally orchestrate for with him? She does, she yeah. Did she orchestrate Battleship? I don't know. Okay. That, you know, I only watched that for one reason. and I've not watched it. Yeah. Oh, there Taylor is Lawton, not, right? Is that it? Is it Taylor Lawton? Yeah, there is it's Liam Neeson. Oh, Liam that's Neeson. That's right. It. I forgot he was. There, there is not enough Neeson in that to have, you know, been worth what I gave to say that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Richard, any but, thoughts? Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really looking forward to the movie itself because Orson Scott Card is a jerk. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. Well. I don't want to support him financially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's 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 certainly taking it. Uh. Um, Richard, any and the thoughts movie's gonna about be such that? a mess. I it, mean, it doesn't look good. It just... The post, all the post-production issues. It's gonna no. Yeah. You you have to be thoughtful when you're adapting something like this. It isn't a space opera. But that's not what sells, man. Gotta yeah. gotta make what at least put in the trailer what well, sells. Like couldn't Alfonso Cuarón make it? I mean, he's making Gravity. He could have made. I don't know. No one wants to see. <laughs> no one wants to see that Ender's Game done that way. I don't think. Uh, I do. Maybe, but that's not gonna make. That's not gonna be enough. Um, uh, Richard, you sometimes like Jablonski, or mm, no, not sometimes. really. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't hate him as much as some people seem to, but well, we don't hate him. But no, some no, of, you don't. But some people that... really go on about him. It's just Transformers is not that terrible. No, the first just, one's fine. It's just the first one's good. The second one is they're just okay. Yeah, but. You never know. It might be an improvement. Um, the movie, I think, looks pretty bad. Yeah. So. Will you see I, it? I don't really know the story, but. Will you go and see it? Probably not. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. All I right. Mean, I I really like sci-fi, but this one doesn't really um, appeal to me so far. Yeah, the trailers aren't that great. Um. All right, Brian Tyler, Thor: The Dark World. What you guys think? That what? is probably the most predictable and uninspired composer choice. I disagree. Why would you say that? I could think of about 50 because guys. Because Brian Tyler was more is everywhere. Well, Brian Tyler how is, is that? everywhere. Yes, and so how does that make it uninspired? Because he's been doing so many action scores lately. I mean, yes, Iron Man 3 and Now You See Me were both fresher comparatively than what we've been getting from him lately. But, ah, uh, uh, there's... So but safe. It is on, but it, but and it is uninspired know. because of who they originally had on. And Carter yeah. Burwell would have been so interesting. Oh, no. I mean, it I don't know been. if it would have been oh, good, really? but it would have been interesting. Oh, I think he could have knocked it out of the park. I was not looking Absolutely. I was not looking forward to that at all. I was. I'm, I'm look, I would love to see a composer do something that he's never done before. And yeah. you're looking at, you look. all you have to do is look at Howard Shore and The Lord of the Rings. And True. that is, and that's it. I wasn't, so you, I wasn't looking forward to that either. Let's I, give it to the Bates. <laughs> That's true. Right. But but I mean Brian Tyler is he's already done superhero, um, comic book, 
Um, so again, I kind of wish, even though I didn't like it, I, I thought Patrick Doyle again would have been nice to that have him been back okay. on board. Yeah, I would have been all right with that. It would have made sense. Yeah, would have made good but, sense. But uh, you know, Brian Tyler. Look, I like what he's done this year, so I think it's um, it's a safe choice. Um, it's a predictable choice, but it could be um, a really it good choice, and hopefully, it could, it could be worse. Absolutely, Steve Jablonski. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I would. I was so. I was so happy with the with the selection of Carter Burwell. I really was, and I'm just disappointed that he is not attached anymore. He's probably hanging out with James Horner somewhere. Like, man, what a <laughs> yeah. sucky year. Yeah. I was really looking forward to Carter Burwell because, I mean, he was an unusual choice for it, and I would like to have seen what he would have produced for it. However, I, I do like what Brian Tyler has been doing. And the last time he paired up with Marvel, Iron Man 3, I ended up really liking what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, he's attuned to that universe. He's a huge nerd, so he, he understands yeah. the genre. Yeah. And he understands themes. He understands how to craft the theme and how to work it into this type of story. And that a superhero story really does need that sort of thing. Um, So I'm interested to see if he goes into that direction again. Um, But all of the stories I've been hearing coming out of this production have made it seem like the biggest cluster, Mm -hmm. um, which concerns me deeply. Um, So I'm not sure if Marvel is going more, you know, overbearing on this one um whether he was supported the freedom he had during iron man 3 because it was shane black um so i'm not sure i'm not sure where this is going to go i think they're setting them up for avengers too honestly Uh, it almost feels that way really i don't think i don't don't think sylvester's coming back me i've heard things on that that. i've Hmm. heard things on that I, i would be surprised if that's what they are doing um, I, I was surprised that they picked him to fill in. To be honest, I, I wouldn't have associated him with that uh, with that particular movie. Um, although, no, but again, I, he's but he's going to be able to do something uh, hopefully different because maybe. it is on it is on Thor's world, and so sure. there's more of that kind of fantasy. Um, Thor's world. I don't know what the world it is, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I'm not. Look, I like the first one, but I don't remember all the details. But it's, it's Asgard. Not, it, it, it doesn't Asgard. right. It doesn't take place on Earth this time, right? It doesn't look like it. No, I think it's more on Asgard, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. I, Asgard. So I, I like that they've gone in that direction, and maybe Brian Tyler will be able to do something different. Maybe. Maybe. I just If you just put a bunch of people in front of me, and they, who would you think they would pick? Uh, I, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be it. Uh, not that he's not capable. It's a very in-the-box choice. Not that he's not capable. Yeah. I just, you know. Didn't. It's very safe. But I think there's, they're setting him up. Mm. Setting him up for that. Yeah, I would be surprised Adventures if, too. if that happens. Um, but it would make sense. At least it could tie things together this time. You hope. Uh, they're going to drop Hans Zimmer on Avengers 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, they're going to put James they're Horner on, and then they're going to replace him with someone invented. else. Oh, that's right. Within the next two years. Say that again? They, they're, they're trying to get Hans Zimmer to score every superhero ever created, so <laughs> no. drop him on the Avengers, get a bunch in one stroke. No. There's still time to get him to do the Ant-Man movie. No, I don't see him crossing over to to the Marvel universe. Although anything's possible. Oh, hey, haha, Spider Man. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's right. I forgot all about Spider Man. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Before we get depressed, let's move on from Thor: The Dark World. 
Um, Jack Ryan, uh, which is, of course, the, the continuation of the Tom Clancy Jack Ryan. Uh, I believe that's Patrick Doyle. Has anyone heard differently? It's Bronx. I, I assume it's Doyle. Yeah, it will be Doyle. In that case, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to hear what what Patrick uh, Doyle comes up with with Jack Ryan. Although, uh, what's his yeah, face like playing Jack Ryan? Contact Doyle do. Well, yeah. So was Thor. Um, that was kind of surprising to me. Um, now the dude, Captain Kirk, the new Kirk is playing Jack Ryan, right? Really? <laughs> which doesn't which doesn't thrill me that much. Yeah. I think he can. I think he'll do all right. I think he can. He can pull which, it off. Which was the last Jack Ryan movie? The one with yeah, Affleck, like, I think. Which was some of all horrible. horrible. Really? Oh my uh, gosh, that, that was bad. Bad, bad, bad. Which, what was it called? Uh, some of all fears. Yes. Uh, that was some time ago too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was back yeah. when we had Goldsmith. Yep, that's right. <laughs> it was not good. Um, yeah, everyone seems to be on board with Patrick Doyle there. Yeah, I mean, he and Brenna are good pairing. Brenna's an excellent director. It doesn't need to be said. Um, it, it's an unusual genre for him, but so was Thor, and I really like what he did there. So, mm-hmm. yay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think it'll be a solid deal one way or another. Uh, um, 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 I just lost my place. Oh. Uh, this Ma- that Ma- this Mandela movie, a, a long walk uh, to freedom, starring Idris Elba. I don't know who's scoring that. I was trying to find it and I couldn't. Uh, it's not the same as the uh, Mandela thing you mentioned. No, that was Winnie Mandela. Oh right, right. Uh, this one stars Idris Elba. It looks fantastic, um, and I his accent spot on. Um, it's the young Mandela. It's not you know not the not the Morgan Freeman style who who did a fine job in a horrible movie. Um, but I don't know who's scoring it. But because it's South Africa, because it's Mandela, I have some hope. Says Alex Heffes. Alex Heffes. Yeah, that's right. And he's been doing some interesting stuff recently. I can get behind that. Um, they should get Trevor Jones. That's true. That would make sense. He hasn't done anything in a while that I know of. Um, That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. going to happen, but. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts about that one? I will say, seeing Idris Elba, it, it's too bad he's attached himself to the Marvel Universe because if they wanted to do something with Green Lantern, it would be really great to reboot it and make him Green Lantern. I think that would be pretty awesome because uh, they need to do they need to do something <laughs> with that with that if they're going to do a, a, a Justice League, um, and that would be a good way to just hey you know I don't know the story of how it went from. Hal Jordan to I don't know what the guys the, John Stewart. Yeah, I don't know how that transition takes place, but somehow it happens. So it seems like they could do that and reboot it, uh, and, and actually make it interesting. Um, plus, I'm just an Idris Elba fan, and he needs to do more than stand there with a sword in his hands <laughs> in Thor. Uh, he's too talented for that. Um, Frozen. Now, I understand Christoph, Christoph Beck's on that, but there's like some other people writing the songs and whatnot. That, that's been getting a lot of talk in terms of, in the animation world. And I'm, I don't know how excited I am about that. But Christoph Beck, I'm excited about. Yeah, me too. You sound excited. <laughs> it's a good break for him. I mean, he doesn't often get to do something like that. And it's good to see that, you know, apparently 
Paperman has had a, enough, enough positive buzz that it's gotten that Disney to call him back, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I mean his his last sort of larger scale score being Percy Jackson, which was good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see him picking up something that isn't I don't know Jeff Bridges or The Hangover or whatever it is he usually does. <laughs> Jeff Bridges? <laughs> well, R.I.P.D. Oh right, did he do that? He did. Yeah. Did that That's movie like came and went and is like on shelves already? Mm-hmm. I don't. know. That's crazy to me. I never. I didn't see it and I didn't hear it, so I don't know what it was like. But hmm. any other thoughts about Frozen, Christoph Beck? Looking forward to it. I think we'll it'll see. be cool. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 now is that the horn of doom or the burp of doom? That's just. <laughs> That should be the, the new thing to play of, off terrible jokes. Sorry, the <laughs> pun of doom. The pun, yeah. horn. the pun of doom. The pun horn of doom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Captain Phillips, Henry Jackman. I don't know. I know um, Alex Burton saw it. I tweeted him. I said, how did the score do? He didn't reply. I took that as a bad sign. <laughs> I'm very curious. I mean, I'm I like curious. Henry Jackman. Yeah. He's, you know, one of... The, the few guys coming out of remote control that I really like. Um, so He is hit and miss, though. He, he is hit and miss. Um, I'm not sure why. It may have to do with director pairings. And, yeah. Well, this is but, Paul Greengrass, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm expecting very minimal. Mm-hmm. Very Thinking more yeah, very real, realistic, very uh, atmospheric, or just... it will fit mm-hmm. the location of the film mm-hmm. it won't be intrusive it won't be anything spectacular it'll yeah. just it'll be like uh you know but, united 93 it'll be it, it'll function, uh, it'll yeah. function well yeah you know but, it, but, but think, if it's a real serious movie it's going to be a real dead serious uh, yeah. score i mean i always have to throw my hat down in powell's camp i think he's managed to pull off those very serious sort of no fun scores and still made them very sort of approachable and True. interesting to listen to and i hope jackman is able to pull it off with you know, half as much panache. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. I am curious to see how much like Powell is going to sound. Yeah, I'm very curious about this one. Richard, any thoughts? Captain Phillips? Um, nothing uh, different to what you said, really. Uh, I like him. He's a kind of John Powell for me as well. Mm-hmm. Second rate, maybe. Ooh. I like I like Paul Greengrass a lot, actually. So for the movie, I'm looking forward to it. The score... Uh, uh, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. I don't really have any spe- expectations. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of neutral. I'll just let's see what happens. Um, the Hunger Games, Catching Fire, James Newton Howard. Uh, what do you guys think of the first score? I was I just thought it was serviceable at best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Basically. So, what would you say, Kristen? Disappointing. Disappointing. And I, yeah, I like James Newton Howard in general, and I was really looking forward to it because I'm a big fan of the Hunger Games books. Um, well, maybe the first one and a half, hmm. but yeah. <laughs> I was really looking forward to it, and I feel like it could have been more than it was. Yeah. He had a Lovely. hard time with the way the director approached music in that movie, though. Mm. It's because the movie sucks. I can see that. 
That was the most emphatic thing I've ever heard you say, Richard. It's true. <laughs> it's one of the worst never... things I've ever seen. <laughs> Ouch. It was pretty Ouch. bad. I'm not going to argue it, but it was just like, wow, okay. The book, the book is good. Bad. It felt very, it felt very budget. It felt like you could feel the budget on that one um, to me. I was, I was sort of disappointed. But so for the next one, you guys have higher hopes? I think it has I, a bigger budget, doesn't it? I sure hope it does. I am curious about it for the only reason, for the one reason, if for no other reason than because James Newton Howard has never done a sequel to his own material. Hmm. Thinking. Not thinking. counting The Dark Knight. Yeah. On his own, solo. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing so. to consider how long he's been working that he's never had a franchise. Yeah, it's kind of, that's true. That's interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll see what he what he does or what he's allowed to do. Um, I'm kind of neutral on this one too. Like, surprise me, I guess, because I don't have a lot of expectation there. Um. All right. Uh, Rush, Han Zimmer, of course, Empire Online Magazine, the website, put up uh, uh, a bunch of tracks to stream, which I've listened through, and there's some good things in there some different things that i you know wasn't expecting and for that reason alone you know i'll give it a shot because honestly moving coming up to it i was like yeah not really all that interested but i heard a couple pieces in there that were a little atypical for what he's been doing recently there's the typical stuff too but what's it sound like i I haven't had a does it sound like days of thunder does it? I don't think so. That'd be it, great. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it does have you know the tropes of 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 the week. It does sound like typical Hans Zimmer stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know if the if the Horn of Doom is in there per se, um, but everything around that is kind of like in there. Um, you know, I I listened to that and it started out again like Man of Steel. It started out. All right, this might be the Hans Zimmer score that gets me onto this train. It wasn't. Mm. Um, I, no. I heard it wasn't complete. I mean, it's it, not everything, but it starts no, it well for me. I like what I like that first track. For I think like, that's the, the one we've been hearing in the trailers. I think. Because I, what I, I've, I haven't listened to the stream. The only thing I've heard is what we've been hearing in the trailers, which is that sort of cello theme. No, I haven't seen the trailer. The, the, yeah, whole getting, getting the whole score is on YouTube. Oh, the whole score is on YouTube. Wow. For this. Well, I'll so have to check it out. Okay. I, think it's, I think it's pretty good. Oh, considering Zim has been pretty disappointing. Mm. I like mm-hmm. it so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, there's just, there was a couple, I can't remember off the top of my head which ones they were, but there were some things in there that, that just weren't. They were atypical, some different sounding stuff that mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, it was fresh. I was like, oh, I haven't heard this before. Good. I'm interested. And, um, you know, what more can you ask? Um, so I have some interest in it now and, and we'll see how it turns out. All right. Let's move to uh, some that um, haven't been brought up, um, uh, specifically within the film music realm, because we're going to do this for video games in another podcast. Uh, any that that um, I haven't brought up that you would like to bring up? Book thief. Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on it? 
can't I'm wait. surprised you didn't put it in the list. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty uh, biggie. Yeah. I forgot about it. <laughs> That's the <laughs> truth. I forgot about it. Well, the it announcement only came out a few weeks ago. That's true. I can't say I'm all that enthused. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. William's away from Lucas and Spielberg. He's done other things. Not since what? The Patriot? Um, no, Memoirs. Oh, yeah. Memoirs I was was think, Spielberg I was, produced. I was thinking. I was thinking. Then was the Patriot. Um, I was or thinking Tintin, but Spielberg's involved. Spielberg. Um, so, yeah, I just totally forgot about the book thief. Um, I, I don't know why, guys. Uh, help me. I need help. I'm not that excited about this score. It's John Williams. That's all you need. It's not anymore. It's not. Yeah, it is. Him, yes, him yes, in, dra- it is. Him, him in dramatic not. mode. He's going to be in dramatic mode. Big emotions. I was not Williams is the about best. Lincoln. He's still the best. I was not Lincoln didn't do all that much for me. Oh, I think God. Lincoln's fantastic. Oh, dude. It didn't. I don't know, guys. It just it was there and I was like, okay, yeah, it's good solid Williams stuff. I haven't listened to it in a year. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't I, I can't explain. I'm just being honest. <laughs> it's, I'm not excited about it. Ultimate craftsman. This guy just he writes oh, I know. It, I just know. writes music like no other. I know. And I mean for and for a film like Lincoln, again, that's a that's a film that really didn't need music, but when it came in, it just it's wonderful stuff. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. I mean, it's stuff that I've heard him do elsewhere, and better. I guess that's why. It's just like, yeah, I've I've heard this, I've heard Williams do this, and so, eh, it it just. And I guess I'm. I don't know what the book thief is about, um. So I don't know exactly. Oh wait, I do know what it's about. It's about yeah. um. It's World War Two set, isn't yeah. it? She's yeah. saving. She's saving books. Is it she? The main character. It's a yeah. It's a girl. Yeah. Um, saving books from the, you know, from being burned and. I mean, I, I can, I can already, I can already in my mind hear, you know, I, the direction, and maybe it'll be great. But I feel, I just have a feeling it's just. I've heard, I've heard this from you already. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll shock me, and I'll, and I'll just love it. It'll be my favorite score of the year. But yeah, I just that's the feeling I have in my gut, and I think that's leftovers from Lincoln. Uh, not worst, not, that, not that the score is going to be. Worst case scenario, we'll get leftovers from Schindler's List. But yeah, it's it's Schindler's List. The leftovers from that are still better than ninety five percent of any other score. I don't go back to listen to that very often, though. Maybe the main title thing because it's so freaking depressing. It's like I don't. Oh, there's there's some warm writing in it. It is depressing, but you got remembrances. You got to listen to that other than just the theme. Yeah, I don't do it. I oh, there's just it's, it's so beautiful music in Schindler's List. Beautiful just music. Gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, it's not the greatest album in the universe, but you can pick and choose four or five tracks from that, and it's yeah. there's no other there's no other composer that does it. Uh, I mean, maybe, you know what? Maybe even like you know James Horner. If it was James Horner on this one, still, if he was doing the same old things, it's this is the type of movie that just brings out all the emotion, and and they're gonna bring it out in the in the music, and God, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get themes, we're gonna get themes. <laughs> I hope gonna, you're right. What are these gonna themes be? Speak of? I know exactly. I hope you're so, right. So, you know, Williams working on anything. 
Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. Especially yeah. now. Especially yeah. now, late in the game. Yeah, it's such a surprising it announcement. Well, we can get it. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, Williams has not been against working with anybody other than Spielberg and Williams. I mean, as far as Spielberg and Lucas, I mean, he said it. He's like, nobody's come to ask him. And that's come just on. A, it's serious. And that's just it's a sad state of affairs that he just he wants to work with other people. He does. And yeah, I think I think. And, sorry, go he's ahead. Prob- he's probably very expensive in the production because he yeah. likes the full orchestra. He sure. likes real instruments. He likes to do things that he doesn't like horns of doom aren't done anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, everything is very choppy and fast with production now. And that's just not the way he. Yeah, that's just not the way the movie industry is anymore. You're right. That's a yeah. very, very good point, especially with the finances. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes, I, I do agree. We should be uh, languishing in anything that he does. Um, but for whatever reason, I'm not. And I'll, and I'll just go ahead and pour the kerosene on the fire. I'm not all excited about him doing Star Wars. I mean, I, 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 I kind of am. And I'm kind of like, I just don't know. I just, there's doubt in my mind. And you know, for everything that I just said, I really wanted to hear Jakino Star Wars. I don't know if I wanted that either. <laughs> oh, I, do. I do. Wow. I don't know if I wanted that. I don't know. I mean, I, if it wasn't J.J. Abrams and Jakino, then maybe. But I've seen those two paired up, and what they delivered to me was is okay. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I need. I need a seed planted from those guys that that gets me excited. Like, okay, I'm I'm up for this. But I, as of now, I'm I'm very very hesitant. Very hesitant. I'm hesitant now about the film itself after seeing Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. I just hope that Star Wars doesn't turn out to be shaky cam. Oh, um, oh. It's a super ridiculous fast cut, ludicrous <laughs> plot twists, and I just can't handle that. With, with JJ now. Well, to be fair, but Leia being Luke's sister wasn't a ludicrous plot twist. <laughs> Back then, that's awesome because everybody didn't do that every single right. freaking movie. Yep. You know, it was. I mean, Darth Vader being his dad, uh, that was like mind blowing. That um, was mind blowing because the only way you found out about it, unless people told you, is when you went to the theater and you saw it, yep. and yep. you were like, uh, it wasn't even- and it's it's still mind blowing to this day. <laughs> Well, you know what? You know what? I'm going to my mind, but I'm just I'm just no, I I still watch that scene and it's nothing like it. Um, But uh, you know what? I'm waiting for Star Wars to travel back in time. No doubt. JJ's going to do that. I have doubt. I have doubt. That would be hilarious. Oh, oh, you mean literally? You mean literally in the. Oh, God. Oh, man. We're going to reboot. Hey, if he wants to reset the prequels, I'm with him. I would go with you on that ride. Oh, that's right. They could just destroy the pre. <laughs> but I don't. But seven, eight, and nine. I don't know. I don't know if I want. I don't even know if I want to see in anybody's hands seven, eight, nine. I, you know, because I'm kind of. It's like let's get some new people. Let's talk about some new folks and some new things. That's kind of part of my thing. It's like ah. Oh. But to balance the whole fandom world out, he does have to make Star Wars very sci-fi now. It needs to be very scientific and technical. And that kind really? of thing. Yeah, it, it has to? to. It has to be. Why? He, he took that away from Star Trek. Because of midichlorians, that's why. <laughs> yeah, it worked oh, so yeah. well in the prequels. <laughs> that wasn't science. I guess it was scientific. It was biologic. Uh, 
Well, okay. Book Thief. Anyway, yes. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I We'll see what happens here. Uh, I Had a Door by Christopher Gordon, because I pretty yes. much love everything Christopher Gordon does, even though it looks like a very weird movie, which is actually on demand already now, but I think it's in theaters too. Um, a very weird movie looking uh, strange. But um, Christopher Gordon's awesome, and I, uh, I have hopes for anything he puts his mitts on so can't wait for that one yeah um edmund you have others looks like the book no thief the book thief was one. the only one i had i also had a video game but i took it off because nah. yeah we'll hit video games later yeah uh, richard yep um well what was it, Where is it? uh yeah firstly uh yuru sarazaru mono which is the remake of <laughs> unforgiven Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't know Taro Hiroshiro is doing that. That's awesome. That movie looks. Yeah, he's on that one. Good. That movie looks good. Yeah, Uh, and I think it's been a while since he's done what I would consider a big movie. I think Red Cliff. Yeah. It's the last time. That's 2008. Yeah. Was it that long ago? Yeah. I know. I really love that. So I'm hoping, and the the film looks pretty good too. It does. Um, does. After that, I have Tale of Princess Kaguya, which is Ghibli, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the first. Hisaishi score that's not Miyazaki, and mm-hmm. I hope I hope we have many of those to look forward to because obviously yes. he has retired. Yeah, I hope he just doesn't quit Ghibli altogether. Which well, that's what he said in that quote uh, or in that article. He's like, um, you know, he's done. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He said it many times, but I guess yeah, he's, he, hasn't he kind of said that on and he, off for a long time? He has. Now? He has. But he's getting up there, you know. One time it'll, it'll draw him back eventually. Uh, well, I won't, I won't argue against it. Um, but, yeah. I just don't think The Wind Rises is a good film to end on, from what I've seen. From what I've heard, yeah, it's kind of like solid, but not like... Yeah, know, it's not Mononoke. Or... Yeah, or even Ponyo. Yeah. From what, from <laughs> even what Ponyo would have been weak to end on, I think. I, I like Ponyo. I mean, it, it was yeah. it was very Miyazaki. And Wind Rises doesn't look like it's, you know gonna end in some crazy alternate you know some fantasy elements gonna come involved um it looks very it's like a biopic you know animated uh so Tonyo had a really good score though oh yeah that's true really really good what else you got Uh, and Snowpiercer is the last one um really I'm just hoping it sounds better in the movie than out in the movie yes me too because I've enjoyed Beltrami a lot more this year than any other time. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I wasn't a big fan until... Well, I'm still not a big fan, but I really didn't enjoy much of his until uh, Die Hard. I think he's having a good year, but I think he was set up to, like, really have an amazing one. And the only one where he really sort of exceeded expectations, I think, was on Die Hard. Die and he Hard, had this, yeah. this line Warm of bodies. movies... <laughs> okay, yeah, Warm Bodies was a nice Warm surprise, again. too. But then <laughs> yeah. he had, like, World War Z and Wolverine, and his scores for both of those were fine. But, yeah. yeah. And Snowpiercer is is fine as well, but not amazing. And, yeah, he's kind of tapered off, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Eric, any others? Looks like we've hit yours. Yep, I'm covered. Okay. Um, Kristen. 
Well, um, it's television, but I'm looking forward to Barry McCreary's Agents of Shields. Oh, that's true. Um, that has been kept under such tight wraps, man. You can find nothing on it, and I was not at Comic Con because I can't afford that. Mm. So when does it start? Uh, September twenty fourth. Oh, okay. Very soon. Yeah, Very I'm, soon I'm, on a Tuesday. That should be awesome. If it's <laughs> not anything that I've been like counting down. <laughs> It's anything like Hard Target or something yeah. like that. Oh man, that was. You should just throw awesome. Bear McCreary money. Here you go. Do what Very you want. much looking forward to this. And he and Joss Whedon have had such mutual respect for each other for such a long time That's that cool. I mean, I've been looking forward to this pairing. Um, I'm yeah. supposedly talking to him tomorrow. So. Oh, cool. Well, um, I'll try to dig up some stuff, but oh, yeah. can't wait for that. I just hope it's not wall to wall. You know, Tycho or Timpani. I mean, we need more than that. Okay you know, that. I That's I can't not imagine really what he's been doing be. lately, though. I can't imagine it would be because uh, Joss Whedon has uh, he's very conscious of music and its role, and yeah. his pairing. I, I mean, I don't want to go on a Buffy thing because you know I can, but <laughs> what Christoph Beck did with Buffy in the late '90s that was groundbreaking because mm. nobody was doing that. Mm. Um, not for a live-action television show on the WB of all places. Yeah. And he was doing very complex things with themes, and they were developing, and they were telling a story, and we didn't have a lot to do with that. He was learning on that show. It was like his film school. Mm. And at this point in his career, I think he's become very attuned to that. So I'm very much looking forward to that collaboration. I'd agree 100%, except for Avengers. Um, I mean, it's solid and and does its job, but I think, oh, it's such a missed opportunity. You know, I think he, I think television, Joss Whedon and film, ah, Joss Whedon are two Not different artists. I mean, if you look at like the differences between Serenity and Firefly, yeah, yeah, um, and with the music with Serenity and Firefly, they are very different. It's true. What Newman did with Serenity is not what was happening on yes. Firefly. I still don't understand that, but it was uh, very disappointing for me um, because I, I loved what was done with all the Western tropes. And, yeah, Gary Edmondson did a great job. Yeah, and then they went straight sci-fi in Serenity. Yep. So I think I think they are. He doesn't have his footing in film yet, um, although Much Ado is very promising. Uh, but he did his own music for that. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'm gushing now. Um, so gush, gush, I also, gush. yeah, I also put down John, uh, Don John, uh, Nathan Johnson. Mm. I'm interested in seeing what he's doing there with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, I did like what he did with Looper. He can be very innovative. Mm. Um, yeah, I missed out on a very early screening, so I don't know what's going on, but I would like to see what's happening with that. Um, Carrie, I want to see what's happening with because it's a remake um, mm. or a new new adaptation, I guess. Um, but Marco Beltrami, I'm interested to in seeing what oh, he yeah. does there because he, this is his genre. It's been a while for him. This is definitely his genre. <laughs> yes. Um, I was a lot more interested in the score when it was originally rumored that John Powell was doing it. Mm. Really? I, that know, I been, didn't hear that. I never heard yeah, that. Yeah, I did uh, He did hear that. And that would have been just a 
really interesting pick. Marching band and Carrie, that'd been awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a nice juxtaposition going on there. And finally, I have Saving Mr. Banks, Thomas Newman. Ah, forgot all about that. When is that hit? Is that when? um, That is late December. Late December, okay. Um, He hasn't done anything this year, has he? Thomas Newman? Yeah. Side effects. Side effects. Oh, side effects, you're right. That was early. I don't. I didn't see it for sure, but I didn't listen to it. Wasn't much. A score. Just kind of that minimal. Yeah, yeah. Newman saw. Okay, well. Uh, And and saving Mr. Banks, that stars who? Tom Hanks. (laughs) Oh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, Emma Thompson. I don't know anything about that. Okay. Hmm. Okay. It's well. uh, something to do with Walt Disney. Oh, yes, that it's one. About, it's about making uh, Mary Poppins. Yes. So it's okay. about the relationship between P.L. Travers and Walt Disney. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. That mm-hmm. could provide some, some, some interesting music. Oh, very good. Very good. All right. Well, gosh. Uh, any others before we wrap this show up? I, I can't think, think of anything. So. I think we, I think we've been pretty exhaustive. Um, thank you guys so much for for doing for this marathon edition. Um, Eric Woods of Cinematic Sound Radio. Where can people find and follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sound Radio or at CinematicSound.net. And I would recommend people checking out your your two parter. <laughs> Uh, special with Tim Burton on yeah. Bruce Broughton. I haven't f- listened to all part two. I've listened to I think half of it, and really interesting, re- very good stuff. Yeah, um, he, Tim. Tim had a really good time with that uh, with that interview. I think he said it was his longest chat he's had with a composer. So um, awesome. And Broughton's just an amazing man. Yeah, uh, lots absolutely. of lots of insight. So if you want to get inside the process of, of composing and how he works with directors and and things of that sort. Um, Check him out. It's two very great, really, really good shows. Tim, Tim just he does great work for me, so I really Absolutely. appreciate all the stuff he does. Absolutely. And Kristen Romanelli of Film Score Monthly. I got it. Yes. Uh, what? Uh, where can people find and follow you? The best place to find me is Twitter. I am Watcher Junior on Twitter, um, and you can. Read what I write on fsmonlinemag.com. Um, and what have you got coming up? Uh, our next issue should be coming out on the 16th, so next Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an interview with John Swihart from How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be talking to Lauren Balfi about Salinger mm-hmm. and... I will hopefully it's not 100% confirmed yet, but Bear McCreary for Agents of Shield. And nice. if you don't hear from me afterwards, I have died. So, <laughs> is that because you didn't talk to him or because you did talk to him? Probably because I did. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll be we'll be looking for we'll be checking Twitter to make sure there's tweets coming out. That that's how we'll know. That's mm-hmm. how we'll know. Um, Richard Buxton, how can people find and follow you? Uh, on Monk, uh, at Monkey Butterman on Twitter. 
you have a site now called monkeybutterman.com? Is that it almost slipped out of your mouth? No, I just I forgot if it was at or on or in. Um, you have a couple review new reviews up and one to come um, for Revenge. Uh, I should have that up within a day or so. And uh, you did the, your Caprica review um, and Continuum recently as well. So you can find all those on Track Sounds. Um, Edmund, where can people find and follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Edmund Minerts or Facebook. I go by my name there, unsurprisingly. Um, or else, if you are familiar with the message boards on film tracks or main titles, I hang out there quite a bit, and you're most more than likely to find me there as well. Awesome. And we just published a review of Austin Wintery's Leisure Suit Larry Reloaded, which he commented on. If you noticed yeah, I that, yeah, saw that. That was he cool. commented uh, on your review, and. Um, I have another one. Do I have another one I need to post from you? Um, no. But no, there was another one you you're, did. Somewhere. Yeah, you're getting um, the Star Trek games thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one's coming soon as well. Yep, coming soon. And as always, uh, you can contact us on Twitter at TrackSounds. Uh, email us, soundcast at tracksounds.com. Remember, if you're interested in showing up somehow on the soundcast be a good idea to leave a voicemail give us a take on what you thought of this summer 2013 good bad or otherwise and what you're looking forward to uh for the fall and winter of 2013 uh, again you can subscribe to us on itunes stitcher radio and even on tune in radio and um, you might even find uh, some soundcast fault episodes parts of the soundcast that get edited out because it's too friggin' long sometimes, and they make their way into our vault, which is now on our YouTube page, so youtube.com slash track sounds. Uh, and if for whatever reason you want to follow me, uh, you can follow me personally at C. Coleman on Twitter as well. So that's going to do it for this episode 65. I hope you enjoyed it, and we certainly did. And so until we are together again, we want to say, may the notes be with you. It sure is long as it seems long. Yes, yes, winter rules. Right. Summer changed back into winter. And winter gave spring and summer a miss and went straight on into autumn. You're in your nuclear winter. It's the end of life as we know it.